Hi, everybody. Welcome to today's show. I have a special guest with me today. Her name is Molly McGomber. She is a classmate of my husband's, and she just made her very first quilt. So I wanted to talk to her and let's welcome her to the show. Welcome, Molly. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on here. Yeah, thanks for agreeing. I know it's probably confusing to be like I just only made one quilt like <laughs> oh no I'm not gonna lie I've totally been like telling my friends I'm like guess what I'm gonna be on a quilting podcast so <laughs> I love that yeah I I was really excited well one when he came home he's like guess what I asked this new person I just met today if she wants to be on your podcast I was like what yeah <laughs> But I was like, yeah, I was like a little taken aback. I was like, hmm, okay, uh, I, yeah, it's not usually typically something I would do. I would, I'm kind of like, oh, I don't want to put myself out there. But I was like, but this could, this sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully this one for you because it's it's always a good time for me. So <laughs> yeah, well, that's awesome. So so I understand that you did just make your very first quilt like over the summer. Yeah, so it's actually not quite done. I have to finish like binding the edges okay and that's it and then it's done okay Um, but yeah it was my well I had I ended up having like a pretty relaxed summer with a lot of free time Mm. and I had been getting into sewing a lot and I had just gotten my first sewing machine before that I had been using like my grandma's 40 year old sewing machine that was slowly (laughs) falling apart yeah (laughs) um and so I and I don't know I always thought that um being able to make quilts was super cool actually my math teacher in high school she I don't like math but I loved her and I took like I ended up taking calculus because I loved her and um I went to a charter school and um every senior that was in one of her math classes she would make a quilt for oh my Um, gosh (laughs) yeah so it was like my graduating class was like 30 oh but that's still a ton of quilts to make it weird. Yeah. Um, so I just thought that was, so I basically took calculus for the quilt and I always thought that that was so cool <laughs> that she could just, and she would just use like old clothes that her family would give her and like whatever kind of recycled materials that she found. Mm-hmm. And she would make just like these beautiful quilts that were super cool. And we all loved them. We all were like, oh, these are going to be heirlooms. Um yeah. <laughs> So yeah, it's kind of something that I was like, oh, I really respect that. Um, and I had like seen a pattern for like, a puff quilt mm. um, when I was yeah. just, you know, scrolling one day and I was like, oh, that's really cool. Like maybe someday in the future I can make that. Yeah. Um, and my mom was like, I want you to make me one of those. And I was like, yeah, that's never going to happen probably. <laughs> You're like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but because I ended up having so much free time, I was like, hey, like, what if I made you this quilt? Mm-hmm. Um, and like, what if that's my summer project? Because I have like a more relaxed summer. And she was like, yes. Um, but I made a mistake because it was like, it's for my parents' bed. So it's like a king size. Oh my gosh. And I was just like, I tend to be overly optimistic. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was a very big undertaking that I did regret at some points but I am glad that I did it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I like for my first quilt, I picked a twin size. Yeah. Which I think even that is too big for the first, your first adventure into quilting. And 
And although the pattern I picked wasn't that complicated, it was enough complicated that I was just like in tears by the end of it. But <laughs> but I also tried to make the quilt top in one day. So I don't know. Oh, yeah. You give yourself the summer. That feels yes. like a more approachable situation. <laughs> yes, I tried to. Um, I did have to like keep encouraging myself to do it though because there would yeah. be points where I had like cut out so many squares you know and I was like I can't do it anymore <laughs> right you're like I'm sick of cutting fabric yeah yes. oh my gosh that's so funny you, so you made the quilt for your parents you said oh my gosh there's a fly in here I'm so sorry um <laughs> it just like hit my face um oh. yeah okay so you made the quilt for your parents yeah so it was supposed it's late but she told me it was okay if it was late um it's for their anniversary like their 25th baby oh, okay. their 25th anniversary and my dad loves like handmade blankets so I made I'm I did like the finger knitting and I um made him one of those for Christmas and then I just like made a really really simple blanket um for one of his like birthdays or something and then for the anniversary she was like well I know he would love this and then I can make it whatever colors I want and he can't complain because he loves you know handmade blankets so it'll yeah. be a win-win so exactly. yeah that's so cool yeah well, lucky them that you're willing to like adventure into that for them well they do have to wait for it I'm hoping to get it done this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> like officially done. I keep saying, I can't even tell you how long I've been being like, okay, well, it should be done by like this week. And then it's not. <laughs> You're like, I'm just kidding. One more week. Yeah. Pretty oh, much. Yeah. Are you hand binding it? Um, no. Okay. When I read the pattern for through the first time, I was like, I'm definitely gonna hand bind it. And then by now I'm no, I'm not gonna do that. No. <laughs> just gonna do it. I don't like hand binding. And you don't? You're like, oh, I love it. It's so therapeutic. And I'm like, I'd rather not. I machine bind all my own quilts. Okay. I have okay. done, I have done hand binding and I'll do it for, oh, why? <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll do it for clients, but I, for myself, I, I don't know. I've just decided I'm like I'm good with like bright and colorful thread and if I'm gonna stitch my binding on I want it to be part of the you know part of what makes it look good and so I will do contrasting thread with the binding and just make it all kind of fun and like plus it's faster you can get your quilt done so much faster yeah <laughs> so I don't know and some people don't like that you can see the stitching, you know, on the back, but I really don't care. Like it doesn't bother me in the least because it's right along the edge. So even if you do see it, it's not like it's down the middle of the quilt, you know? Right. Yeah. No. And you know, like I said, for, for clients or for other people, like I'll hand bind it if that's what they want. But some people want it mis machine stitch for the durability. They're like, no, this is going to be on my bed. I'm going to wash it or whatever. Like I want to be able to, to wash it and dry it without worrying about the binding popping off so oh yeah that's good to know because I was kind of like when I you know because the pattern I like followed was by someone who has their own quilt like shop and everything and I was like oh that then that's what real quilters do is they yeah. hand bind it and that's what I'm gonna do um yeah. but no, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> so it's good to know that not everybody has to do that <laughs> yeah no definitely and I think that's that's like 
I think that's part of like my mission of of this podcast is like really just spreading the word and the knowledge that like there's so many different ways to approach quilting and you don't have to do what you know so every you know certain people say or even what seems traditional like you can machine sew your binding on you can you know it's like you don't have to do things a very specific way there's so many different options for how to approach things and and every option is fine unless it's like breaking stuff you know yeah. <laughs> like do what works for you and do what makes you like happy and what allows you to keep your joy for the craft like it does not bring me joy to sit and hand bind a quilt so I'm not going to do that if I don't have to because I want to enjoy the process so yeah yeah no that's that's really cool that you kind of encourage that because I think especially as I was like really deep into the process and like kind of rethinking what I had agreed to I was like I am not cut out for this yeah I've thought that several times for myself so you're not alone <laughs> especially my first time quilting I was like this isn't my thing it's not going to be a thing and it is a thing so you know yeah you just kind of have to roll with the punches and and take the hard stuff with the good stuff and if the good stuff continues to outweigh the hard stuff then that's how you know it's probably a good hobby for you <laughs> yeah no absolutely yeah. and there is like the gratification of course mm -hmm. even though it's not done I'm like I did that <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it is it's like it's so nice. I like got so excited when Abe was like, we should have a display, like we should display quilts in our house, like, because we redid the whole downstairs of our house last summer so that we could um, start an Airbnb in our house. And so <laughs> we themed it with quilts, of course, and we made a display wall in the living room. So there's like one wall, it's the same green that's behind me. Um, and there's like a curtain rod on it and we just interchange quilts and I just love being able to hang up the quilts I've made because yeah. when they're like you know folded up or on the couch or something you don't always get to look at it but like I love being able to like walk in the house and see my quilt and I'm like oh my gosh I made that yeah it's like a piece of art it deserves mm -hmm. to be on display that's so cool yeah so that's fun but um anyway yeah so what like in with the process that you've done so far what was the most satisfying part for you um I think the most satisfying part was when I was like stuffing because I was doing a puff quilt like stuffing mm -hmm. the quilt top and like putting the rows together mm -hmm. then it was like finally coming together like into a blanket quilt shape yeah like oh my goodness I felt like I was never going to get to this point. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that was kind of, for me, like the part where I felt like it was like finally coming together mm -hmm. and that was really cool. That's fun. I've never made a puff quilt. So that's interesting that that's like your first project. Cause just like from what I've seen, it uses such different techniques than just like traditional piecing. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know that much about like traditional quilting. Mm -hmm. um, and most of the like crafts I, I like crochet and I like like to I sew garments and stuff oh okay you like to crochet too yeah yeah 
oh, that's so fun. Um, but all of it, I like learn by myself. So I learned online and I just kind of, so I don't really have any kind of grasp of what's traditional because I'm just like, oh, this looks fun. And then I do that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, yeah, but from what I can understand, like this, like pattern was very simple. Mm -hmm. So I figured it would be a good place to start, but yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. I've, I've like looked at patterns just because I've been interested in seeing like what the process is like. So I'm like, how do you even do that? And I'm like, oh, I see. You kind of, you kind of end up like quilt, quote unquote quilting as you go, because you're, you're like sewing the individual squares and then sewing those together. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So you like, sew through the, (laughs) you sew the little, it's like you make little pockets. So you Uh sew three sides um, and then you sew them into rows with all of the openings on the same side and then okay. you snap them and then you sew it to the next row and then you sew. Okay. Yeah. So it's not like quilt quilting. Sure. <laughs> all, <laughs> you, like you typically would think of it. Sure. I, mean, I think, you know, I mean, it is, I think they're, the idea came from somewhere they didn't just like, yeah, you know, it's probably as a way that quilting happened before and they're like I know we can just add more stuffing you know I don't know like where it came from but I just think like stuff like that usually tends to like come from some traditional thing that occurred in history it was like a way that they used to make super warm quilts or something to stay warm in the winter and then now we're like we're gonna make it cute yeah (laughs) you know this is the 21st century it's gonna be cute yeah (laughs) Yeah, no, it's it's pretty cool to think about how people um, like would hand do everything. Mm-hmm. Um, like I can't even imagine. I could not. I was like, I don't know how you, how anyone did anything. <laughs> I know, and even especially quilts. Like, yeah, you know, occasionally we'll see a quilt that somebody's like, oh, this was my great grandma's or whatever, and it's all hand pieced and like it's huge, and I'm like. I could not imagine just sitting there and like hand stitching everything together. No, but it's how yet, you know, if you didn't have a sewing machine because they weren't super available, like that's how you had to do it. And I guess too, if you're not in a society like we have now where there's so much to do and so much to go see and it's transportation is so easy and you know, like that was what you did. You didn't watch movies or TV or just go out all the time. Like you sat at home and you sewed, (laughs) especially. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that's crazy. So do you back those quilts separately or is it all kind of just one like just yeah so I like did the quilt top so I had all of my little stuffed squares sewn mm-hmm. together and then I did the batting and backing all okay and then I did the little ties oh you tied okay mm-hmm. that's so cool yeah yeah I wasn't sure how that worked I'm like wait would you put a backing on that but I guess you would and then yes. that is extra warm yeah I'm like it's gonna be it's very heavy it's very heavy <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's hard to avoid with king size quilts though I mean even if it's just like simple with just like cotton it's they still get so heavy yeah there's just so much material yeah 
so much fabric yeah. yeah what what would you say was the hardest part of the process so far um I think there was like a there was two things <laughs> so the first thing was the repetitiveness of it because there was I just it was too big I sh like should have started with something smaller <laughs> I think it was like when I was sewing the the squares individually mm. and I had like 800 and something of them yeah I was like this sucks so yeah. much <laughs> yeah. and I would like I would feel like I would like spend the whole day at my sewing machine and I would like not get anywhere so that part was really really hard oh my god um, and then the second part was when because I am not good at like perfectionism I'm not good with measurements and I know this about myself and so when I was cutting the squares I was like okay I can't you know I can't just like let loosey-goosey yeah, <laughs> everything right. I have to be precise because I know it'll like affect me later so then when it got to like sewing the rows together like there was a few times where like things were not lining up the squares and I was really frustrated <laughs> I was yeah. like what did I do like I tried I feel like I did my best and it's not working and I'm not cut out for this <laughs> oh my gosh well I hate to break it to you but that happens even when you think you're being as accurate as possible and even when you've made like over a hundred quilts like oh it's still tricky because it's like if the slightest little thing is off and you do that over a whole quilt or like a whole row of you know quilt squares or blocks like then everything's off you know it's like it might be off by a 16th of an inch at the beginning but then by the end it's off by like a whole inch and you're like what is happening yes yeah <laughs> it, it you know it snowballs and so there are ways around that so kind of like just learning those little tips and tricks of how to like work out the kinks of things not lining up perfectly but yeah I feel you <laughs> <laughs> that's good to know because I was like in my own little apartment like what this is impossible how do people do this like they must be like wizards <laughs> yeah <laughs> it feels like that sometimes I'm like I don't know what's happening yeah <laughs> there's I mean even this you know Abe's quilt even though it's crazy and it's all plaids and flannels you can't really tell but there's so many bad seams and nothing lines up because I was just like I don't care and I used to not pay attention to seam allowance as much because I just was like like I didn't want to not see the whole piece of fabric and so I thought seam allowances were for crybabies but also I'm the crybaby now because so many of my early quilts the seams are popping because they were too close and so I'm like having to hand sew parts down because I I was like sewing right along the edge instead of giving myself that space but oh that's such a bummer it is but it's you know I'm like whatever I did it to myself because I yeah. just thinking I knew everything and could skirt the rules of quilting but you can't <laughs> you must obey them yeah there's certain ones like like that making sure you have a quarter inch seam allowance yeah or you're gonna you're gonna suffer the consequences and and I am suffering those consequences so there's I mean yeah probably four or five 
quilts and I'm like I should probably sew the binding down on that now because it's going to completely come off the quilt or oh just like finding little spots where I'm like oh that corner is completely unsewn I should probably sew that down and <laughs> you know <laughs> oh no I yeah I remember I was talking to my mom about some issue that I was having early on and I was like oh well I'm just like I'm worried about this and that sucks because that means I have to redo all this and she was like well why just don't do it and I'm like no because then later it's gonna it's gonna come undone <laughs> right it's like mm, I don't see why you agreed to this <laughs> <laughs> you're like this is for you mom I would hope that you would want me to do it right <laughs> this, this is for you she's just like the opposite she like is not like the opposite of a perfectionist. Mm. I don't want to do that. So yeah. No, yeah. I'm I'm a super perfectionist. So I think that's why quilting can work because yeah. I definitely do pay attention to details and, and I want to get it right. So there are things that I'm like, oh that's fine. I'm just gonna fudge that and leave it. But then it's like in the moment I just like try to let it go but then the end product that's like all I can see is that like glaring yeah. error no nobody else sees it but I do because yeah. I know it's there and I'm like oh <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I mean you know you got you you gotta let go somewhere and and I think lean into the perfectionism when you're cutting your pieces and when you're sewing your seam allowances, but, and, and lining up seams, but everywhere else. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That part's, you can have a pass on. Yeah. Well, do you think you'll quilt anymore or like learn different, different? Um, yeah. That's a great question. <laughs> I think if you would have asked me like when I had finished tying everything because the ties took forever I had like calluses on my fingers yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was like I probably would have said no I'm never doing this again this is worse but I think maybe after a good break which I won't have any time because of school right but, um, maybe I think it would be interesting to like learn maybe more traditional methods and start mm -hmm. with something smaller and more manageable yeah uh, yeah because I and then I went to my aunt's house and she is an amazing quilter and uh we went there for family reunion and there was just quilts everywhere <sighs> and like the quilt that they had on our bed was like this this beautiful pattern I can't even anyway she just like throws them together in a day she was yeah. like oh, I just needed a project and then here's a quilt yeah <laughs> of course <laughs> So yeah, I think that kind of like re-sparked. It was like, oh yeah, there was a reason why I wanted to do this in the first place because this is so cool. Yeah. Um, so maybe somewhere down the line. <laughs> mm -hmm. You can make yeah. yourself like a quilt when you graduate from your master's. Yeah. <laughs> Celebratory <laughs> quilt. Maybe yeah. one for my, sorry, my dog's here. She wants her squeaky toy. That's oh. what's happening. <laughs> if you're curious. She loves like the whole process because she's like oh great there's like more there was a big blanket for me to lay on mm -hmm. so yeah. she can have a quilt <laughs> yeah it's so funny like we when I sew with my friends you know we're all we're all in different you know stages of the process and we'll be laying out our quilt tops or laying out the blocks to figure out how we're going to sew them together and um 
their dogs or like our my other friend has a cat and like they are just like all over our quilts and we're just like whatever they're testing them out for us to make sure they're comfy (laughs) yeah exactly at some point there's like nothing you can do about it you just have to let them enjoy it (laughs) Mm -hmm. we're like oh they're just being our comfy testers so yeah like we approve this is great (laughs) yeah it means you've got a good one yeah like they're laying on it that means it's good right (laughs) yeah absolutely yeah I don't I don't sew at home anymore as much just because of because of the Airbnb but um but yeah our cat used to lay all over my stuff too so yeah sorry if there's cat hair in people's quilts but <laughs> she, I would try to keep her off of it mostly just because you know cat hair is annoying but oh um, yeah but yeah she, it, it was inevitable I would like leave the room for two seconds and she's laying in the middle of it and I'm like oh and she'd see me come in and she, she would scurry or you know scatter the quilt blocks if they were laying on the ground I'm like oh <laughs> yeah I know when I was like laying them all out the pet for them like because I was doing like a I was trying to do like an ombre between it was like a black and a mint kind of oh. mixing between like whites and grays and whatever anyways I had to like rearrange my whole living room and like push everything into the kitchen because I have kind of like a small apartment and so like I was laying all the squares out and I was like Luna which is my dog do not touch them please (laughs) I beg of you like "Mm, I don't know yeah pretty much (laughs) like they're kind of cool though so I think I'm gonna touch them (laughs) kind of fun (laughs) (laughs) they do love scattering them yeah, and these, you know, the dogs I have experience with, they just love to walk in across them. They could go around. There's like plenty of room to go around, but they're like, I'm gonna go through the middle of this situation. Yep. You're like, well, thank you, thank you so much. You're That's so helpful. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow, I really needed to redo that today. Yeah, <laughs> so funny. So was like, what did you? Or is there anything that you learned about yourself through the process of making the quilt that you maybe didn't know before that was kind of like a, a new realization for you? Um, yeah, that's a great question. I think my first reaction to that question is like how impatient I am. <laughs> I really expected like I like knew it was going to be a challenge, especially because it was so big. I was like, oh, I know it's going to be a challenge. It's going to be rough to like, you know, do the same step over and over again. But like, I think I can do it. And then like, there would be parts where I'm like, I like cannot do this. This is impossible. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, I quickly learned um, that I'm quite impatient. <laughs> um, but then I also am like, I'm pretty proud of myself because like, I think having um having it be for someone else like was an important pusher for me because I tend to be more of a procrastinator um and it was a pretty big project so I think that kind of helped me but I'm like I'm pretty proud of myself that I like did it yeah you know what and because it was was like a lot of obviously a lot of time and um Mm -hmm. and hard work but I was like I I can I can do those things I can do that kind of yeah yeah so yeah I don't know if Cause even when I had like agreed to it and I was like putting it all together and kind of like planning everything out, I was like, Oh no, I'm not going to be able to do this. <laughs> like, Wait, I think yeah. I need to 
take back what I said. <laughs> yeah, I think we're gonna. I know you bought all the fabric, but we're not doing it anymore. <laughs> um, oops. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm pretty. Yeah, just okay. that I can. I can do it. I can do that, and I think, I think it was really encouraging for me to hear you say that. Like your first quote was really rough. It was. Um, <laughs> I'm like. I was kind of like, yeah, I'm not built for this. That's a bummer. <laughs> but yeah. now kind of like hearing you say that, I'm like, oh, well, maybe I can. Maybe yeah. I can do this. Well, and I think even for me, the worst part too, is that I had such a hard time and I had help. Like I had my friend sitting right there with me the whole time, like showing me exactly how to cut the fabric and like what it meant to square things up and how to use a sewing machine and like how to sew everything together. And like she was literally by my side the entire time and I still ended up in a hot mess of tears and it was like a 12 hour day plus 12 hour plus day of just start to finish like because I'd been around sewing and and crafting and stuff because my mom's been sewing since she was a little kid and so okay you know she was always doing something uh when I was growing up and she never quilted though until like maybe a year or two before I started and but even so like I had to kind of learn how to re relearn how to use a sewing machine because she had shown me when I was younger but I was like too I had too much anxiety to even think about using her sewing machine so I was like what if I break it and she's gonna hate my guts and <laughs> it was just the whole thing in my head but um yeah. so it was just kind of like I was relearning this the whole like sewing thing in one day as well as learning how to cut fabric as well as learning how to you know read a quilt pattern and even with help it was hard so by yourself I can imagine is even harder so (laughs) yeah there's there's definitely some some downsides I the first time I ever like was making a dress Mm -hmm. I I had like a friend who's going to help me and she was like oh here like just make a mock-up of the of the bonnets and I was like yes I got it and it was so hard and I finally got it done and it was like garbage like (laughs) it was barely even a piece of clothing at all and she was like what did you do I'm like I don't know and then (laughs) she was like there to be like okay this is how you do this and so there's like definitely advantages to having people who Mm -hmm. actually know what they're doing and I feel like it saves you a lot of time and (laughs) Mm -hmm. tears (laughs) yeah exactly well and like when I quilt mostly I'm with my mom or my friends and so even if I feel pretty confident it's just still nice to have somebody there to be like hey is this how I would do this or you know is there a better way to do this thing that I'm doing and usually you know if it's me and my mom like we can kind of brainstorm through it and same thing with my friends like oh I actually do it this way and it's like way much it's way better and it's like oh okay cool thanks Oh yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, like having that process. And I don't make garments, but my mom has made tons. And the way she can just like whip them out so fast. I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I still ask her to make me stuff. I'm like, do you want to make this for me? She's like, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) But that's awesome. You have that resource. I know it's so nice, but I'm like, I should probably learn, but I don't really want to sew clothes. So I don't know. It's a it's another one of those things where I'm like, I'm scared to start because if it's as addicting as quilting, then I'm screwed. <laughs> yeah, I know. Now that like I kind of I'm not 
you know, very, I'm very beginner at, at all of it. But now that I have a vague idea of how to make garments, I'm like, why would I ever buy clothes again? Right. And I can just make it my own. I don't have any time now, but right. <laughs> I still think like that. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I should just make clothes because yeah, I'm feeling, I'm feeling very like, mm, what's the word? I don't know. Like, I want to be a more of a minimalist than I am. Maybe not full on minimalist, but I definitely want to look to material things less for comfort yeah. than than I have in my past. And so um, I just chatted with a, a zero waste quilter and, and that really inspired me. And I think it inspired my mom too, because then I was like using a bunch of scraps and by a bunch, I mean, 12 different scraps that I happened to have large pieces of okay. and, and cut very small pieces out of to make um, a clock face. Oh, wow. <laughs> out of another quilters pattern that I have chatted with on here. Um, it's the quilt o'clock pattern by Holly Clark. Okay. And it was really fun. And it's, it was the first time I've done any paper piecing. So was it yesterday? No, the day before Wednesday was the very first time I paper pieced anything. And it was my, that clock. And um, so I was like, oh, I'm busting my stash. But I, it was like, because you'd end up with these like tiny wedges yeah and then I'm like well that didn't use as much as I thought it was going to <laughs> <laughs> but then my mom was like I oh, know we can just do all these scraps and like she pulled these scraps out from other quilts we've made and just like whipped up together two baby quilts I was like wow See, we can do this we can bust our stash we can like go minimal we can like you know quit buying so much fabric which I mean I don't know <laughs> It's a good goal for the for the distant future. Yeah, but yeah. So I don't know. So you've made a dress. Have you made anything else, like clothing wise? Um, I've made. What was the first thing? Oh, the first thing I made is a like a skirt, kind of like a a semi-circle skirt with the buttons mm -hmm. down the front and little pockets. Um, and that's still probably the favorite, my favorite thing that I've made you, there's definitely like mistakes, but I wear it often. Yeah. Um, and so I really like that. I made like a, a button down shirt out of some like weird fabric that was on, I used to work at Hobby Lobby. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, and so I think that, that inspired me too. Cause I was like, I got to work in the fabric section with all of the ladies who were like experts in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> So anyways, like I would find like weird fabric that was super cheap. And so I made a button down out of that. I'm currently working on another dress, but it's it's in a box somewhere <laughs> all of that yeah. project is. I made a pair of shorts that I had, they're gone now because I looked at them. Well, I couldn't figure out for the longest time when I first made them, what was wrong with them. And I looked at them the other day and I had like cut on different, like a I had cut some of them on the bias and then some of them other ways. And it was a stretchy oh. fabric. And I was like, what was I thinking? <laughs> what was I thinking? <laughs> so um. yeah, I'm still very beginner, but at least I know not to do that anymore. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, lessons learned, right? Yeah. You have to make those mistakes sometimes to be able to figure out how to do it right. Cause like, I mean, you can read directions and you can think you're doing it the right way and then still find out you did it the wrong way and be like wow okay 
yeah <laughs> cool <laughs> I thought I could read but apparently I can't right yeah I there are several times where my friend who like would come over when I was working on like a sewing project and I would be like reading the pattern and I like, don't understand what it's saying do you understand what it's saying and she's like no <laughs> it's like a riddle sometimes I know <laughs> I'm like okay let me read this out loud and I like say it out loud and I'm like it still doesn't make sense yep I'm like mom read this I don't know what it's saying she's like I don't know either I'm like what if you yeah. can't read it then I definitely have no hope and it's hard <laughs> who wrote this yeah honestly I like it's kind of a soapbox to find like if you're gonna produce a pattern and put it out there for other people to use like please make sure that it makes sense please make sure that you're not like forcing the people using your pattern into these like ridiculous situations where when you could have simplified it if you had just taken like the 10 minutes to figure it out yeah I'm like I don't know I think I probably have talked about it on the episode but I made a quilt for a client and it was really it ended up so cute and it's such a cute quilt and I actually had someone else asked me to make the same quilt like not even knowing that I had made the same quilt for someone else they were just like I keep seeing this all over the place and I really want one and I'm like okay <laughs> but it's fine because now that like I went through the pattern and I went through the process of simplifying it because of how it was written was atrocious and it was so oh. hard to follow and it like it made you know so many steps that were unnecessary that could be simplified and like save you time you know I don't know it was crazy so I like went through like made all these notes so where I could you know cut down on some of the steps and get this stuff done faster and so I'm yeah. not as hesitant to make it but man that first one I was like I am never making this quilt again <laughs> and then sucks. like ready to make it again so <laughs> small it's like just a throw size it's not that difficult and really the concept of the blocks of the quilt are simple it was just how it was written that made it really hard because it was just like not very organized yeah that sucks that definitely seems like in something you should consider of like how other people are going to look at it yeah and yeah it. yeah I think yeah well and it's easy to just put a pattern out there right like mm -hmm. in this digital age it's like really easy it's just like with anything else on the internet you just have to be willing to understand that like not everything that anybody puts out there is going to be great and yeah you have to be kind of willing to grapple with that too but you know in the end I think if you run across something like that you end up learning more than you would have if you had just followed like a super easy pattern because you have to kind of you have to learn more you have to be willing to work with it more and understand it more and I don't know there's some yeah. merit to it I guess but also like just write better patterns <laughs> it's not, yeah it's not easy <laughs> just do better next time thanks yeah well and sometimes too there's like you can like post a question into like a quilting group on Facebook or whatever mm -hmm. and be like, oh, I'm working on this pattern and I'm really, um, like I'm really struggling with this part. And usually people will like, oh, I made that too. And here's what I did to fix that. And da da da. Like 
a lot of times there's people who know exactly what you're talking about and they can help you through it if you don't have like an easy resource near you or that you could call really quickly you know so that's kind of nice too yeah that is nice the more experiences you get too sometimes with those harder things like the better quilter you become as well because yeah absolutely you just tough it out and learn more so yeah (laughs) like I don't have an option I started this I'm gonna Mm -hmm. figure it out yeah well and especially if it's for someone else like okay this person's paying me to know how to make this and so I better figure it out because I can't like tell them all of a sudden like I actually can't make this thing that I just said I could that's never happened but (laughs) (laughs) I don't want it to so yes no definitely not that would not be fun no it wouldn't be fun but oh man well I think it sounds like you're off to a pretty good start you took on a huge endeavor making a king-size quilt for your very first one and a puff quilt no less so I I have nothing but respect for you oh thank you I appreciate that (laughs) (laughs) well and like what a cool thing to be able to give your parents too I mean I think that's that kind of makes it more fun to me I think is like not just making it for yourself but like you get to be like oh I made this really tricky thing for these people that I care a lot about and hopefully they can see that and know yeah I told I told them they have to treasure it forever it's a family heirloom now like yeah it has to stay forever (laughs) yeah are you gonna put a label on it no no I don't think so I don't have one (laughs) (laughs) oh you can like um hand them like hand stitch one you can hand yeah that's true or um there's like fabric markers like permanent ones you can like write on the label and like hand stitch it to the backing that's okay cool maybe I'll have to do that just so they have a little reminder of me yeah I was gonna say my like we've made labels for people too but like because we also have embroidery machines like simple ones not crazy but um but it's just nice like my parents made me a quilt for my master's graduation um yeah like well my mom made the quilt and my dad embroidered the label for me but they put a label on it and it was just like it's the coolest thing so now like I always whoever gets ends up with it when I'm dead like (laughs) yeah they'll know they'll know exactly where it came from and why and I've kind of like retroactively being like, I should probably label my quilts, like at least made by me and when. And yeah, that's have, a really good point. Yeah. I have a photographic record because, you know, I posted everything to Instagram so I can go back and see when I posted it. Like, okay, I made it this day, like, <laughs> or, you know, at least this time of year during this yeah. year. And I don't know, talking to people that have all these vintage quilts in my family and sometimes who made it and for what and why can kind of get lost in the generations and and it's sad because it's like somebody put so much time and effort into that for it to just be like I don't know like I don't know where this came from or who made it or why and Mm -hmm. it's just part of the family I don't know it's like feels sad almost like yeah you don't want to be forgotten 
Yeah, I think about that a lot when I like go to the thrift stores because oftentimes I'll be like looking for fabric at thrift stores or just to see if I can find anything. Um, yeah. And uh, I'll see like often quilts and I'm like, and I, if I can tell that they're handmade, I'm like, why is this here? Yeah. <laughs> it deserves to be someplace better. <laughs> right. It's what's going to end up, where is it going to end up? And mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just sad to me to think that like, People just see it and go, mm, we don't want this. It's like, well, why? <laughs> yeah. and, you know, it could just be some extenuating circumstance of like, maybe somebody did pass away and they didn't have any family left to go through their things. And so yeah. their stuff just got donated or whatever, but it's like, oh man, yeah, that would be so cool to have been able to pick that up and go, oh, look, there's a label on it. And it says it was made by so-and-so for this person. And yeah, that's so you true. Know, 1930 or whatever it was you know yeah yeah but just food for thought but also I need to have that food for thought for myself too because I never think to label my own clothes <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's not something I had thought about but that's a really good point yeah yeah and there's like I've seen some really cute like easy I don't know about easy I shouldn't say that because I've never tried it but like good tutorials on how to um like hand embroider your label if you want to and like mm. you know picking a font and kind of tracing it out on your fabric you know after printing it on paper or whatever and then stitching it that way that way it's not just like your janky like little kid handwriting you know <laughs> I don't know I tried to hand like, yeah. like hand stitch some words once and I was like never again guys this is never happening again looks so bad <laughs> I think I did want I did a pillow cover for my mom I didn't make the pillow cover, but I embroidered it mm. um and that one came out pretty good I do have to say good <laughs> um but yeah I think if you go smaller because those are like pretty like good size letter so it was pretty pretty simple but I feel like the smaller you get the harder it is to make it look neat <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's scary but you know I think too if you have the right tools and and you're prepared I think I was just trying to make it happen yeah in like too short of amount of time and I didn't really plan as well I was like oh I'll just wing it and that was a terrible idea but it's it turned out fine it was just you know again that perfectionism kicked in and I was like I could have done better it should look better and beating myself up about it and it didn't really matter in the end because the person loved it so it didn't matter but oh yeah you know it's fine <laughs> <laughs> and I just mostly if I want to write on a quilt I will like write like write in it with the long arm machine so it's yeah. like in the quilting yeah so, you know, you find ways to work around those things, right? But ultimately, the idea is to label your quilts. So, <laughs> after that. <laughs> yeah. I, um, when I was like putting all my pieces together mm -hmm. or like my rows, it got super heavy. Mm. I was like, hmm, I could see why it would beneficial to not do this kind of quilt <laughs> yeah because I like it got to the point where I like had so because it was just like adding on 
the rows, you know, one after another. So I had like 30 something. Um, and they were so heavy. It was like affecting on like, and I hold like this quilt up while I'm like sewing so I can be in a straight line. So yeah, I think I definitely learned some lessons there about <laughs> yeah, like, yep, different kinds of quilting and why that one might have been a little bit more challenging in just that area. <laughs> yeah. Need to learn a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it can, it, they can really get like so heavy and hard to deal with. But one way I combat that is like, I'll do like, I'll sew half the rows together and then the other half separately. And then I'll join them in the middle mm. or like close if, you know, if there's an odd amount or even if there's an even amount, I'll just do like, you know, there's five rows, I'll do three together and then five together and then I'll sew them together. So then it's still kind of heavy, but then at least you're just like, you've got it more balanced as far as like, yeah, how much weight there is and where you're sewing and, and that tends to work. But I know, I don't know if that would even work for a puff quilt. It probably would. I think I thought about it at one point, but I was too nervous because mm -hmm. I had like all of my little piles in my, in this order. And I could have, you know, ideally you just go backwards. Right. But I think at that mm -hmm. point I had made, um, too many mistakes. <laughs> oh, you were like, I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I can't risk it. I, I made a lot of, cause we adjusted the size a little bit from the pattern to make it like a little bit bigger than a king. So it could like fit their bed more specifically. And, um, I did, the math wrong a lot of times so there was a lot of like oh wait I actually don't have enough squares no. um oh, no yeah and so yeah you know I really thought I would be better at math um by well, this math point, is, but... no quilt math is different it okay thank you uh, <laughs> and we call it quilt math specifically because it just it takes a different brain like because you have to take into consideration the seam allowances and you have to take yeah. into consideration like, okay, if, if I have this situation, you know, okay, now that's going to eat up some of the length of my quilt and like, you just have to like, think about it so differently. And so like, unless you're doing it all the time, it's, it's like not, you know, quick, it's not a quick thought. It's like, okay, I have to really think about this. <sighs> yes. Thank you for that. Cause I, yeah, I I don't even know how many times I like messed up some kind of math in the process of this. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> I think it's just arithmetic. Yeah, right. <laughs> my yeah. poor math teacher, my quilting math teacher would be so disappointed in me. Like, I swear I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, it's, it just is hard. It's hard until it's not. And even then it's still hard. So, yeah. you know, for as many as many quilts as I've made or helped people with, or, you know, it's like, how much do you, of this do you think I should buy? I'm like, I don't know. Hold on. I like pull out my calculator. Yeah. <laughs> let, me, let me just look into that really fast. And, and then there's days where I don't even need to get a calculator out. And I'm like, mm, I'm going to need this much of this and this much of that. And then it's like spot on. And I have, you know, the perfect amount of fabric and it works out. And I'm like, wow, I'm a genius. <laughs> you are a genius <laughs> and then other days I'm like I cut that an inch too short and now I have to redo all of it and go buy all of the fabric over oh no that's no. not fun but sometimes you can just sew that inch back on and it's fine <laughs> <Just depends. laughs> it's like it never happened yeah 
you'll never see that extra seam it's fine <laughs> yeah it's I think it's one of those things too it's kind of like you can get really good at it but you're still not gonna you're not gonna not make mistakes so yeah I think you just get more comfortable with this with the mistakes you do make and and you get quicker at understanding how to fix them so then it's like not that big of a deal you might be like swearing a lot which I do when I quilt because yeah it just happens it flies out of my mouth um but it's just a learning experience right so yeah <laughs> yeah that seems fine yeah like I think I think for me I kind of have to equate it to like crochet projects because those are so so much smaller mm -hmm. and there's been so many times where I remember I was sitting my, with my, my roommates would make fun of me because I would just like sit there and crochet when we did our activities. And I remember there was a, like one time where I was trying to make this hat and I just like started it and took it out probably like 10 times or more. Mm -hmm. And they're like, why are you doing that to yourself? And I'm like, because once I figure it out, it's going to be really great. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And I think that's having that experience is kind of helps with the sewing stuff too because it's yeah. like all right I've had to like I've had to pull out you know three quarters I was like three quarters of the way through a project and had to pull the whole thing out because I realized I've been counting the rows wrong and I was like yeah. wow cool and so having been through that so much like sewing is similar I mean yeah. kind of like oh I mean I wouldn't throw a crochet project away just because I messed up like I'm not gonna dump this quilt in the trash just because you know I made one little error or whatever so yeah yeah absolutely it's a lot of trial and error which I think is kind of a hard lesson like I think it's an important lesson that honestly like crocheting and sewing has taught me like mm -hmm. that kind of perseverance which is like might sound silly but I feel like it is like something that you kind of have to like coach yourself through almost because it can be so infuriating I'm just like yeah. tears in my eyes <laughs> redoing mm -hmm. something but it's like I feel like it's such an important life skill <laughs> it really is and too though even though the crochet stuff like experience helped with quilting I feel like you're not cutting the yarn right so if you undo yeah. it you still have your whole skein of yarn whereas if you mess up the cutting of a fabric you don't have <laughs> you can't yeah, just like yeah. you don't have the whole piece anymore you know it's not like oh it's back to being a one yard like yep. no no it's now into a bunch of tiny pieces that you know it's like at some point you do have to get more and so I think you know there is maybe some more high stakes mistakes to make that's true I agree yeah yes. so it is a little scarier I think but ultimately I agree with you that, you know, having those skills is, is important and it is important life skills because you have to be able to go, well, okay, I messed that up, but here's what I can do better next time and, and then move on because that's human, right? That's human life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I mean, but also fortunately, because I think if you're open to it, you get to learn a lot about yourself and yeah, that's true. And other people, which is kind of cool. So yeah. Yes, it's just like not super fun in the moment. <laughs> no, for sure. It's, not. <laughs> it's a swear word inducing and yes, you know. 
I mean, but that's therapeutic in and of itself too, right? <laughs> yep, you know, that's that's true. There's good good parts in all of this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, well, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate you willing being willing to chat with me about your experience. And, you know, hopefully if you want to quilt again, like I could be a resource for you if you want. And I'd be happy to to help you through <laughs> another quilting adventure. And yeah, I probably will take you up on that if I end up doing another project. Thank you for having me, even though I'm just like a first time quilter. <laughs> No, I love that. And I love that you're so young and you're willing to like venture into this thing. And, and I think it's important for, for the craft that, that young people get involved in, you know, turn this granny craft into something that's meaningful and can be carried into the future. So not that it's not meaningful, but, (laughs) (laughs) but just like having, you know, everyone recognize as we pass through generations that it is something that is meaningful yeah 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 exactly so well thank you again and hopefully I'll talk to you soon about your next quilting adventure and we can get it made and and you're gonna love it (laughs) (laughs) oh yes well I'm looking forward to it (laughs) awesome all right well we will talk to you hopefully sometime soon Okay, thank you. Thanks.